And we're back. Yes, dude. We sent Carolina to hell. It's been a week. We've had time to process it. First of all, I just want to apologize to all our listeners, mainly my sister, who uh, was really upset that we haven't been doing one episode a week. We're really upset about that, too. We love Duke basketball, but we're college students. We get a little busy. We got a lot going on. Uh, Steve, as headline runner, had a ton going on. He was working every day, every night. I'm in a new Grindy. play. Me Too Monologues. Come check us out tomorrow, Friday, Friday night, Sunday. Sunday night. Check us out. It's a great show, but I've been in rehearsal for that. Bennett's just I'm been studying nothing. cat. Just lazy, just sitting around. But here we are, so worry Future no more. Doctor. All complaints, all concerns. Yeah. Put them, uh, bottle those up because here we are to well, chit chat about the Duke University men's basketball team that is rolling right now. Before we move on, uh, I just want I want to make an apology on my on my own behalf because oh. on our last pod, <laughs> uh, you guys were great. I just I didn't have the energy as Jesse said. I was putting in you know between like fourteen and sixteen hour days for uh, to make Carolina happen. It was something that I, I put 10 months of work into on the whole, but in that last month during tenting, I really wanted to see it through um, and do a good job, and so I poured all my energy into that. But I love you guys. I love our listeners, so I'm, I'm happy to be back, happy to have it over, and so have a little bit more energy and can kind of bring bring the power, bring the fire to you. Bring the fire yeah. back. Plenty, plenty of hot takes to come. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. You were in the last mile of your marathon. That's, That's right. Tough, Steve but. was putting in hours, not getting paid for it. Call it an unpaid internship, volunteer position, whatever. He needs a pat on the back because he's killing it. Yeah, and we all did a great job in the last couple uh, couple of days. Everyone really banded together, which I was really proud of. And so we can get a little, we can get into that right now. I mean, yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. This is the UNC pod. The game, specifically in Cameron, I think. I mean, we're biased, but the Duke UNC rivalry, the best rivalry in basketball, possibly I, best in, sports. in sports. And that I'll game in Cameron, which is the greatest venue in college basketball, it's the mecca. Um, it's the epitome of not just a basketball fan experience, but like a sports fan experience in America, besides maybe like Yankees, Red Sox, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. We got a lot to break down. It's not going to take too long, though. We're going to focus on the UNC game. So we're going to talk about what it was like on game day, how much fun we had. Um, Then we're going to talk about the game, talk a little hoops, and then moving forward because our team is hot right now. We are rolling. and uh, We're as fiery as Bennett's hair. (laughs) I'm a ginger if you can... uh... If you didn't know by now. I think know. we've mentioned that in every episode. Yeah, I think so. It's it important. needs to be mentioned. Life it's important. <laughs> it's my defining trait. Um, I know just to start it off, we talk about how important this rivalry is. And I just think this is a crazy stat. I retweeted it on my uh, Twitter. But prior to the game uh, last Thursday, the past 96 games that Duke and UNC have played each other, they have each won 48 times and have each scored an equal amount of points oh of 7,437. That, that is unbelievable. That, that is, is insane. baffling. Yeah. Like, how does that exist? That's unreal. Like, it's just like an anomaly, but that just proves to you it is an insane rivalry that uh, just, I don't. I think it's unparalleled. Have we, in our four years, have we seen a game where the spread was less than 10? Like, has it even gotten that I think far apart? maybe our freshman year at, in Cameron, the game that we did. We won for, by I think 10. we won by 11 or 12. But it was, cl- I mean, these games are always close. It's yeah. always uh, it's always intense. And whether somebody pulls away at the end or comes down to one or two final possessions, I mean, it's, it's a ridiculously uh, intense and focused environment. Uh, it's like that way for us as line monitors when we're bringing people in in those, those two hours before the game comes right up to tip um, but then once the tip off starts the team is 
they're even more focused than we are. I mean, it's just like it's it's incredible to see um, how people when they take something so seriously they can really uh, rise to the occasion. And both we, teams were on it. And we've been blessed, I think. Blessed is the right word in our four years. Uh, to see not just great Duke basketball, a great Duke basketball era, but a great era of the rivalry. Mm-hmm. We've gone three and one in Cameron, but like we said, every game has been great. Um, our sophomore year, we went into overtime, and then Ooh. the next year we lost by three or four. Grayson hit a late three to, to, to make it close with like 15 seconds left. It was an insane game. And sophomore year, again, our team goes to the national championship. Then the next year, junior year, Carolina goes to the national championship. They, they lose, thank God. But like that just shows how great both programs have done yeah. over the course of our four years, and we're so mm-hmm. lucky to see it. We're in a golden age for both teams. So let's just start off with initial thoughts about the game, Bennett. Um, so first, uh, I you know at halftime I was thinking like, damn, UNC is a good team. You know, this is the you know the probably the best team that we've played this year. Or at least I mean we played Kansas early on, but at least to see in front of me, um, I mean UNC is a great team. Uh, Joel Berry uh, can hit from anywhere. Yeah. Justin uh, Jackson was just throwing up points. And Kennedy Meeks is just such a big man. He's hard to defend. Um, but overall, I mean, second half uh, was ours, and uh, I think it was a, it was a huge win. Um, and I think we played really well, and I was proud of the team. And, and it, it, wasn't and it went by so fast too, mm-hmm. especially yeah, that first yeah. half. I remember that was definitely the quickest game. It, yeah. it felt like. Well, there were no timeouts. It was just like the commercial breaks that went, seemed to go by super quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because we were so in the zone, yeah. but maybe a little made me a little bit sad that it, it zoomed by so quickly. Right. But yeah. you know, because I mean, it was great at the same yeah. time, right? Like it zooms by in your head, but like it's still a fantastic game. I think on the court there are a couple things that I didn't even really notice because I was so hyped up from from what we've been doing in pregame. Isaiah Hicks didn't even play, right? So yeah, we didn't I didn't notice. notice that. Nobody yeah. noticed that. <laughs> Um, but his replacement for the game, Luke May, had a fantastic game. Yeah, great Dude was hitting from yeah. all over the all over the court. Um, and Justin Jackson, you know, he was someone we were talking about this. We try to find, you know, we talked about dirt and the idea of trying to find kind of embarrassing things about the players. He was one guy who we just couldn't find any dirt on from from uh, everything that it, that we've seen and heard. Just a good kid, uh, stand up guy. He played he played great. Was getting to the rim, hitting shots. So. It was a fun game to watch. I yeah, we really couldn't find an answer to him on the court either because no. he was just dominant. He went for 20, hit some huge yeah. clutch threes to keep it close. Yeah, and definitely had the impression that like at halftime, like you were saying, I was like, man, Carolina just has an answer every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Big shot, way to get to the rim and get a foul, get a three. I mean, uh, the, the first half was great, but, but I had this enduring sense the whole game that we weren't going to lose. Maybe it was because I couldn't. Like stomach the possibility yeah. of me putting yeah. in all this work and having us lose, but like, I just felt like we were gonna rise to the occasion. We had been through enough. All the injuries, Coach K. I mean, the the stuff with Grayson, which has just been horrific for him. Uh, all this stuff. I just felt like we were gonna get this win because we deserved it. And, and really coach, did. coach was in the zone. I mean, we saw him on Wednesday night before the night before the game. Uh, he gives a talk to the students and the crazies, and he comes. We all go to Cameron, get T-shirts and free pizza, and he'll give like a half-hour-long pep talk to get us going and get us in the zone. And you could tell that he just wanted it coming off that back surgery, and it was huge too. The Carolina game was the first game without our our cutout. Yeah, we had yeah. the real coach, but also yeah. coach in our talk pregame talk gave a shout out to the kid with the cutout so <laughs> i'm gonna take credit for that you've seen me on tv a little bit probably i'm getting a lot of text messages snapchats well, about that yeah i think in fairness to jesse he made 
a reference to the person who came up with the idea. Yeah, but he doesn't know. But he doesn't know. He's, yeah, yeah Chase, but you, it, Chase's idea. If, but. <laughs> if, if you want to believe that he believes that that was you who came up with the idea, that's fine. I'm going to believe that. All right. <laughs> and uh, I know when Steve said that, you know, you go in, like during the game, you I didn't think we were going to lose, and I think a lot of people, a lot of students felt a similar way. But for uh, for people who maybe don't go to Duke, and I know we talk about tenting all the time, like this, just so you know, this is the culmination of tenting. These are people that spent four weeks out in a tent and people that slept on the ground all for this one two-hour sporting event. So you go in there, bodies painted, all hyped up, and the last thing you're thinking about is walking away with an L. I know it was definitely hard to swallow last year when that happened, but we were just ready, grinding, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so I don't know. I think that the atmosphere was electric, um, and I think it's just something that, you know, uh, UNC's wine and cheese crowd uh, can, uh, can't say the same thing yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, even... Even watching the UVA game yesterday, that crowd was into it. But like, it's just, there's just nothing like Carolina. I yeah. mean, like, people are so loud. People are so excited. People are jumping even though you you don't have the physical space to jump. You know, yeah. you worry. You, you when things get exciting, you're worried about like losing your hearing and breaking the bleachers and like those types of things that just seem to defy reason. And so. Um, there's nothing like Carolina. It couldn't have gone better. I'm just thankful that it yeah. went well. The team definitely played great on our end. Uh, T- Jason Tatum is becoming the player we all expected him yeah. to be against Carolina. He had 19 points, 9 boards, and 5 assists. Huge game. Grayson hit every big shot possible. He had 25 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. But, again, coming back to the fans, do you think we lived up to it? Because going into the game, Roy, Roy called us the crazies cute. And I responded over Twitter. I said, Roy's a little bit cute, too. But uh, how do you guys feel about that? Well, on the, on the same end, uh, you know, Roy, I think, is a little all talk there because he criticized the UNC fans earlier this year and said, I wish they were, like, as hype as they are during a Duke game. So, like, I don't know, although that wasn't, like, really a compliment uh, to us, but he, he knows that, um, that we're, the, we're the best fans, and we, we don't, you don't see Kay criticizing our fans, and I don't think there's any contest at all. You can't tell me that, like, those UNC guys weren't rattled. Or that our, our guys weren't helped by uh, by everything that was going on in this yeah. section. I mean, people yeah. are just so excited to get into that game. It's been four weeks out in a tent, like you were saying. Like, it's just a there's a palpable energy that is, uh, in a lot of ways, more pure in in some way than any other mm-hmm. than any other kind of sporting event because like people have earned it. People have earned the right to be in that stadium, and it just you can feel that throughout the entire arena. Um, I say this all the time that as a line monitor, you can do 8,000 games that aren't Carolina and you'll never be prepared for Carolina because it's just a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's a different mentality. And that's my favorite part. Yeah, and I like the idea of the buildup of the energy because even though we might not be as dirty and calling out players' grandmas anymore and we might not be throwing as mean jabs at the other team as they used to back in the 80s and 90s, but you can't say that we don't give our team a boost. And right. that's really what it's about, right. is making our guys feel uh, ready to go and give them the energy to make that run or hit that big shot. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, and I think just kind of veer away from that a little bit, if we're going to talk about uh, plays of the games and kind of our takeaway, oh, yeah. I think uh, oh, yeah. it would uh, not be just to mention uh, Jason Tatum's uh, posterization of Kennedy Meeks when he dunked over him. Um, if you haven't seen it, absolutely destroyed him. I know earlier I talked about Kenny Meeks, such a big guy, hard to defend, and Jason just threw it right in his face. Um, one thing that was uh, funny, you know, you always see after these events the little Wikipedia changes of, of uh, you know, people's wiki, Wikipedia pages. Oh, and, yeah, this uh, is great. After, uh, after that happened, uh, Kennedy Meeks' uh, Wikipedia page read, 
Kennedy Rashad Meeks is an American college basketball player from North Carolina. He was brutally murdered by Jason Tatum <laughs> in a brutal posterizing dunk, and his death says February 9th, Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's still up right shout now. Out to, shout I don't out. know if this is a snapshot. I assume not. But, uh. Shout out to whoever like made went on Wikipedia and did that after the game. Like that, You had to go yeah. do that immediately. Like yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to shooters. Like, somebody got on Wikipedia and did that. So, like... Good stuff. The best fans of the world. Shout out to Wikipedia for still letting people edit, oh, edit stuff. That's great. That's yeah. beautiful. So, uh, uh, long-standing Duke tradition. Every time we beat Carolina at Duke, we burn some benches. So, right after the game, uh, we all rushed out of Cameron, went straight to the main quad, picked up um, benches that are in front of every single dorm on West Campus, the Duke's main campus and literally throw it in a big pit and start burning them. So yeah. not much of a story there, but it was fun. One thing I will say is uh, it is, uh, as rowdy as it is, it is like, um, uh, what's, what's the word? It's organized by the fire marshal, yep. so it's not like just totally you know, chaos, lawless yeah. chaos. But last year they had prepped for it and they had put a little white paint line. I think I might have mentioned this earlier, a circle where they were going to burn them. But then when we lost that you know the next couple of days you'd walk to class and you'd see that white circle and it was just so hard to see because it's like oh it's what could have been but this year now the next day you walked by and you saw you know black burnt grass because we we got the w so it's good a uh, contrast and it's an awesome tradition that we uh, carry on yeah and i i actually want to have i i need a big shout out here because uh i that for was yourself no not for myself oh. uh, <laughs> the, the, the time to take a big shout out because uh i uh, that was the moment where it was sort of once we got out of there, it was all over for me. You know, like like it had really the project of UNC, and I don't mean to harp on this a lot. You know, it, I was just a fan that day too. But you know, my time as headline monitor was really over, and uh, I walked onto the quad above main quad, and for, and I just like put my head in my hands and was just like on the ground, like not not crying, but just like oh my god, like I was kind of like exhausted. Uh, and just kind of like reacting to that. And so shout-outs to a few people who, uh, who found me and helped me through that. Uh, Tyler Timmons, who's, who's being quiet. He's like our executive producer. He's in the living room with us right now. Say hi, Ty. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> Bennett's, Bennett's girlfriend, uh, Raina, uh, and, and her best friend, Susan Lang, who found me and sort of picked me up and were able to kind of nurse me back to health in that moment. <laughs> it was, it was Did very, you not walk? Or did I, was just, I just needed, I needed I, in the moment, I needed catharsis. I, don't, I can't explain it. Um, but thank you to those people. It was, it was uh, an unforgettable moment for me. Um, so yeah, just wanted to give that shout out. You know, if, if we're on the, the theme of giving shout outs, I just I want to go. I want to backpedal a little bit because we explained the fire to the halftime show and a huge shout Ooh, out to the halftime show lady. Jesus. Unbelievable! I don't know if you guys saw this on TV or not, but there was this this Asian lady who comes out on a, like a two story unicycle and just. Unicycling around. Two stories. Uh, it was She was really high up, and she was unicycling around the court. Then some dude brings out some bowls. She puts these bowls on her foot, so she's unicycling with one foot on the pedal, one foot not. She kicks her the bowls up. She, well, first they stack like five bowls high. She kicks her foot up and lands five bowls on her head. What the hell? That was unbelievable. Insane. The best part. Craziest. We thought Yo-Yo guy was insane. We got to find nah. out who this bowl lady, yeah. unicycle lady is, because she, she took it to the next level. And the best part was that she was really into it too. Like normally when the people just finish, it's like, oh yeah, I got five bowls in my head. I'm like no big deal. And like everybody else is going nuts. Like she was going nuts. Yeah. She get the five bowls on her head and just be like, let's fucking go. And like, okay. <laughs> she loved it. Yeah. Duke basketball, all about greatness. All right, so we talked about Carolina. Um, Let's start looking forward. So we're heating up. 
Yeah, dude. We are heating up. If you uh, if you're listening to this podcast, then I I assume you're a Duke fan, and you also saw um, our huge W last night. I know we talked about Tatum uh, killing it at, at UNC, but holy cow! If you saw Jason Tatum last night, I mean. Just how many points did he throw up? 36? 26. Yeah, he had six for seven from three. Unbelievable. And that's been his probably biggest weakness is, like, he has been consistent from beyond the arc. But last night, every big shot. I was saying, I think he was watching uh, highlights of Tyus Jones. Mm. He must have because he just looked so motivated to just show everybody up. He wanted a lottery pick to show that the best defense in the country could not guard him. Mm -hmm. And he did it. And I don't know where like you stand as Tatum as a like NBA player and how well he'll play, but those shots were NBA shots. I mean, Virginia has a great D. They don't let up a lot of points. He has his hand in his face and he is just hitting it from beyond the arc and it was it was beautiful to see and you know, he came in as one of the top recruits and uh, he's I mean, he's been playing very well, not to say that like this has been his one uh, you know, diamond of a game, but it it was absolutely his best performance and it was awesome to see. Yeah, he's he's definitely looking great. And so overall, we've won six in a row three against ranked opponents. We're one game back now from UNC uh, in the ACC, so we're second in the ACC. That's kind of unbelievable considering where we were mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. barely beating Wake Forest. And we, we haven't been in contention for an ACC regular season championship in years, so um, definitely something that, that fans can get excited about and that the team can get excited about. Yeah, that's pumping me up. Although we've still only lost two games with Coach. It's still just... Uh, Kansas and Virginia Tech, which was definitely just a flop. Um, and huge news, uh, I saw Matt Jones out uh, after the Carolina game, like a few nights later, we were like just out around campus, and he was pumped up and with the with the team, and he was saying, like, we're going to war, we're going to war, like getting everybody fired up. And I, I walked up to him and I said, yo, I heard we're going to war. And he said, yes, man, you're getting a purple heart. Give me a big hug. So shout out <laughs> to Matt Jones. I just wanted to share that story. So... Looking forward to, you think we're going to pull out the gold shirts again? I don't know, man. I mean, we only got two games left. I might just... Senior night? I haven't, I don't know. See, like, it's a good, it was a fun thing to do this year. I mean, I, th- I guess it, I guess it's decided. People the, love the people, gold. People are, they, these two are not in their heads. I think we're wearing them again. Some old man came up to me while I was uh, at the bench burning. He said, hey, you're in the gold, right? I never thought I'd meet you, but I was watching the entire game. I was like, oh, hey. thank you, sir. So people love it. People I know, love I it. I picked up my gold shirt today, and it was covered in blue paint on the back, so I definitely traded paint with somebody I, behind me, but that adds character to yeah, it. Yeah, I have no idea where mine is, so we'll see if I find it or not. Uh, yep. But Steve can rock his Lederhosen, and Jesse yeah. and I will. I'll do Steve's we'll Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's about all we got. Uh, sorry we laid light on the hot takes today. We just wanted to give you the facts, be real. Um, so we'll end with a joke. Uh, what's up with Sean Obi? Hmm. So the one person we probably have never talked about it until now is Sean Obi. Yeah. You know? What's and up with Sean uh, Obi? And he's right. I haven't seen anything on the news that he's hurt. Seen anything. He's Sean, get healthy. Sean, what's or going on? Or don't if you're not unhealthy. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're fishing for some conspiracy theories for why he's uh, he's been riding the bench and dressing dressing fresh. He's he looks, fresh. He always looks good. He always looks good. I mean, we saw him on the bench all of last year, so... Um, what's going on with Sean Obi? I don't know. All right. Go to hell, Carolina. Someone say eat shit. Eat shit. Eat poop.